On today's episode of Success Beyond the Lens, you are going to be getting to hear from Billy Alice, intuitive coach of the Sciency Spiritualists. Now, she has a Facebook group, a real-life vision board magazine, and is an incredible intuitive coach for women entrepreneurs. She is also one of my dearest friends, and getting to hear her speak about something she is so passionate about and giving some really awesome insight on how to manifest a life that you don't need a vacation from, I hope you enjoy hearing from her as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. Without further ado, let's go. Hey y'all, thank you for listening to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you're a photographer looking to grow your business without feeling tied to your computer, then this is the space for you. In this season, we're tackling the nitty gritty of running an organized and successful photography business. So grab your AirPods, your favorite note-taking tools, and let's get your photography business working for you. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to one of my very best friends and incredible intuitive coach, Billy Alice of the Sciency Spiritualist. Billy, thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to be on here, especially with you. Given as far back as we go, it's so fun to see where both of us are now with our lives and our businesses, thinking all the way back to when we met. I know it's been so. Oh my goodness, you know what? I think we're coming up on our eight year anniversary. Like, it's November in, in two days. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. November 4th was when we met. So, just a little background. So, Billy and I met when we both worked for the same corporate company eight years ago. And we immediately hit it off, had entire conversations where we realized that we were living parallel lives for years. <laughs> so bizarre. And I just love the fact that we worked in different states. Like the fact yes. that we met in California is so <laughs> random. Mm-hmm. And then just spent the rest of our days IMing back and forth. <laughs> Yes. Like we would get our work done. Of course, of course not. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> but we would like be IMing all day back and forth across the work chat and keeping up with each other's lives. And then she left, I think you left corporate before I did, right? Yes, I did. I left a, th- a year or two before you ended yeah. up leaving. Yeah. So she left and we stayed in contact through through the years and we've managed to see each other a couple of times in person, even though we've never lived remotely in the same state. (laughs) Um, We've met each other's kids and our husbands have met and they got along really great. It's just, we have one of those friendships that regardless of if we talk every day for two weeks or we don't talk for a couple of months, it always feels like we pick up exactly where we left off. Oh, absolutely. And now we've traded on our IMs for Voxer messages on the way to school. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hadn't even considered like that parallel. Yeah. Yeah. We sure do. Driving our kids to school. We box back and forth every morning. Almost. (laughs) So aside from that, so Billy is an intuitive coach. She does and interrupt me if I get anything like off here, but she does intuitive coaching and mindset work with business owners, right? Like female business Mm -hmm. owners. Yeah. I primarily... I seem to attract very more of the type A female entrepreneur 
they're already driven, they already have strategy, they have solid business, but what they're bumping up into is this space of now I'm feeling more burnout. I'm not feeling as satisfied as I thought I would be running this business. Why isn't this as much fun as I feel like it should be? And so what they really are doing with me is they're reconnecting to their feminine energy of getting back more to that personal defined success versus just the on paper and outward success. Because having a successful business, especially as an entrepreneur is so much more about really understanding what success to you actually looks like and feels like, because you can run a very successful, even multi-million dollar business and find yourself highly unsatisfied and burning out. Whereas people looking in would be like, how could you possibly not be happy? Your business is so successful. There's such a different dynamic as an entrepreneur. Your business is so interconnected to who you are as a person that you really have to be able to have that balance of the masculine and feminine energies. So that's what my biggest focus is. Awesome. And then earlier this year, you launched the Real Vision Board magazine and I'm so excited. I'm holding up the magazine like you guys can see it. I am so excited (laughs) to like really dive into it as we kind of wrap up 2021. We're heading into 2022. It's the perfect time, of course, to start putting together manifestation boards, vision boards, that kind of thing. So I'm super stoked about diving into this magazine in a little bit, but also just I got to see so much behind the scenes as you were creating it because we are so close. And I know the vision and mission behind this magazine is so important, especially for female entrepreneurs. So talk to me a little bit about what sparked the idea, why you feel like the mission is so important and and dive into that for us a minute. So earlier this year for the magazine, it really was born out of just a desire I had myself, which pretty much sums up my entire business. I got, you know, very fortunate. I made a business just pursuing things I already loved and finding a way to make a business out of it. With the magazine, I, in January, I was making my vision board for the year, feeling really frustrated. All the magazines I had already were picked over from multiple vision boards in the past nothing was really connecting. I was just kind of hodgepodging something together. And every time I looked at it, I was really dissatisfied. My word for the year was network. And I had found a network in one of the magazines and I hated how it looked. And if you understand anything behind the psychology of building the vision boards, it is super important to have things you actually connect with. And I can kind of touch on that in a minute. So I was at Barnes and Noble looking at the giant wall of magazines they had, feeling so disheartened, like, do I want to just like spend a lot of money buying magazines and hope to find what I'm looking for? And had this, I was like, I wish there was just a magazine that had everything I needed in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going to go make a magazine that has everything I want already in it. I'm pretty sure I like, I think I paid for the book that I <laughs> was buying. Maybe I just threw it and ran out. I don't remember <laughs> But I ran home and made a Trello board, which, as you know, (laughs) is not my norm. Yeah. And within two weeks, I'd already mapped out pretty much the entire idea of what I wanted this to be. And my main mission with this magazine is I wanted it to be not only inspirational, but functional, really solving all those problems that women entrepreneurs who are making vision boards and would be utilizing this tool 
we're looking for. So it only has images and affirmations and words, but it has articles written by incredible women entrepreneurs like yourself, (laughs) writing from their areas of expertise, sharing their stories of how they've been pursuing their dreams and they're making it happen because it's both the feminine side of getting in your woo-woo, making a vision board, and the masculine side of taking action on those goals. Uh, So really, I just wanted to jam pack it with all of that, have it be made so intentionally that by the time you're making your vision board with the material, it's like already supercharged. There's no advertisements in it. It has gorgeous images of money because that was something as a woman entrepreneur, every money image I could find felt so hyper-masculine. Yeah. I was like, I want spiritual money pictures. Like I want <laughs> feminine, pretty money pictures. I have more masculine ones in there too, but I really wanted it to be something everyone could find and resonate with inside of it. Awesome. And it is. I mean, there is something in here for absolutely everyone, whether you are wanting to create a vision board for your entire life that includes both your your business and your personal goals, or if you wanted to create two separate ones, there's really such a range of images, words, numbers, all of the things that you can create a vision board to encompass every aspect of your life, Um, which is one of the things that I absolutely love about it. It has over 10,000 words and images throughout the magazine. And and then plus the the articles that the other entrepreneurs wrote, I, I did contribute an article and it was really about finding manifestation and realizing that I have been manifesting for years, but really honing in on almost the craft of manifesting. Yes. I like to refer to it as intentional manifesting because really the law of attraction is like gravity. It is always on whether you are intentionally manifesting things or not, whatever you're thinking, whatever your dominant emotional state is, the universe is responding. The age old question, why do bad things happen to good people? That's such a big topic that people talk a lot about. For me, manifesting answers that question is unfortunately, a lot of good people are thinking on a lot of bad things a lot. And the universe is impartial to whether or not something is wanted or unwanted. If we're focusing on our ailments, our sickness, our situation being not what we want, we unintentionally match up to more of that. So really understanding that basic principle that the universe responds to what you're focusing on, then you can start to shift and intentionally make not huge jumps at the beginning, but small little adjustments to, okay, I might have some of my situation be less of what I want, but I can start focusing more purposefully on parts that are more of what I want. And then the universe starts to respond. And that's how you build that momentum towards the life you love so much. You don't need a vacation from it. So that is one of the key aspects of your coaching, your magazine is manifesting a life you don't need a vacation from. And I think that's so powerful. And what you said at the beginning, when we're talking about our business, it's so connected with who we are, what we believe about ourselves, that again, even more for female entrepreneurs, it's so important to really create a business and a life that we don't need a um, vacation from. So talk to me about what that actually looks like in action. 
Of course. So this is a generalization. Of course, there's going to be individuals who don't resonate with this, but for women entrepreneurs, we do tend to have everything much more interconnected. Whereas you can see in men entrepreneurship, again, not, not everybody, but men have historically been able to separate more from business and their personal identity. So if something's going wrong in business, they're not taking it as personal. Whereas women, we tend to take everything much more through the lens of self. So that's why it's so crucial when we're venturing into entrepreneurship to have such a strong connection to our personal energy. So understanding what actually feels like success is going to be a cornerstone to building a business that feels like success. Now, I use the phrase, live a life you don't need a vacation from, because that was what sparked my biggest experiment into intentional manifesting. I'd known about the concept for years. I believed it, but I had never really gone like all in on it. And I had this realization, gosh, probably six or seven years ago now, that 80% of my life, I was kind of just wishing it away. I didn't like the apartment I lived in. I didn't like the job I was at. I never got to see my then fiance, now husband, because we worked opposite schedules. I was just waiting for those 20%, the weekend, the next vacation. And I was like, this really, this can't, this can't be right. This can't be what we intended for life to be. And I was like, at bare minimum, I want to just see if I can switch, switch it to the other. (laughs) Exactly. Just 80% really enjoying 20%, maybe not so much. I'm like, I don't need a hundred percent. Everything's fantastic. Like give me 80, 20, the other direction. And that was really that idea of, I want a life. I'm not just trying to escape from, I'm not waiting for the next vacation. Hell vacation is still fantastic, but I'm not just trying to get away from the day to day. I'm actually enjoying the day to day because God, that's so much of our life, (laughs) the day to day, your work, being in your house, in your environment, that is the majority of your life. I don't want to be at war with the majority of my life. So what I ended up doing was challenging myself for 30 days. Can I find a way to dictate my, I say vibration. What I mean by that is my emotional plane of existence. What I'm feeling. Can I find a way to feel more satisfaction more happiness, more joy, more of those positive emotions, even if nothing in my immediate physical environment, circumstance actually changed. Because so often we connect, okay, I'll feel happy when I get the better apartment, when I get the better job. Well, again, that's going to be so much of our life waiting for the next win when it happens. I was like, I want to feel better right here and now. I have no conceivable way of changing anything, but I just am not going to accept feeling shitty anymore. I'm going to find a way to feel better with nothing changing. I'm deciding to dictate my own emotions. And that's what I did for 30 days. I was not perfect at it. I had plenty of moments that it wasn't great and I didn't feel good, but I really approached it from this experimental space of, can I find thoughts that feel better? Can I find a way, even if I'm at my job that I'm not loving, can I find a way to make it feel better and more enjoyable? For me, that looks like a lot of listening to YouTube videos while I was working because it kept my vibration higher. It made me feel better. And within those 30 days, 
I would also write thank you letters to the universe. But six months post that experiment, my fiance got a raise at work that covered what my salary was. So I could quit my job. We manifested our dream wedding slash honeymoon in Italy. We manifested our dream house down to like the small details of the color of the cabinets and the floors. I didn't get to pick anything and it's exactly what I would have picked and getting pregnant with our son the first month of trying. And all of those had been things I had been putting in my journal while I was doing that experiment. And that was really when it clicked for me of like, oh, so all of this really does work. But that key was not waiting for my circumstance to be the reason I was happy. Of course, I loved everything that happened and I'm so grateful for it, but I figured out that I could feel better regardless of circumstance. And that's kind of where it gets a little counterintuitive, especially even when we're approaching our businesses. There's such a pressure to be like, okay, well, I'll feel successful when I hit 10K months. Right. But most of the time you you'll see people when they start to hit the 10K months, a lot of times the success does, the feeling of success doesn't materialize because 10K months bring a whole host of other parts of business. You've probably expanded. You have a team, you have a busier schedule, you have more to juggle. Well, if you if that circumstance is always the thing you think will bring the feeling of success, you're forever chasing the next circumstance. Right. Okay, well, I'll feel good. Okay, okay, we're doing 10K months, but really... It must be when I get 10K profit every month, then I'll feel it. But again, your business expands and grows and there's more things going on and you forever end up in that cycle. And then you start to hit burnout and you start to go, wow, I can't make enough to feel good. Yeah. And it's because the money's really not where the feeling good comes from. And I know people will probably have a visceral reaction to that because a lot of us have really attached success to monetary things. And believe me, I'm not, not condemning money at all. I love money. Money is fantastic. I want everyone to have as big a month as they could possibly have. But that little important caveat is you can embody and feel success prior to your business making even a dollar. And that is going to help you build the business that's already balanced. I love that. And it's, It's so interesting because I started my virtual assistant business almost four years ago. And at the time I was like, okay, success for me is going to be, you know, being able to cover my, the salary I was making at the time and then having the freedom of, of my time to take care of my son. And something that I think gets lost sometimes as your business grows is what your definition of success is. So figuring out what it is and as your business grows, what is your definition of success now? And it was, it's been interesting to see like this last year has been huge, like transitional year for me, which you know, all the ins and outs and about, Um, but I realized that it was okay. Like, yes, we're making money goal each month, but it was really coming back into, okay, I I want to be able to have the freedom of my time and being there for Davey when he needed me or taking a couple of days away from the business and actually stepping away from the business and seeing that transition over the last year and saying, okay, success used to be, I just want to make more money. And now Mm -hmm. it's, I want to make this money while still living a life that I enjoy and I look forward to every day. So it's, it's 
incredible to, to see the transition. And really for me too, it started with manifesting something better. Yeah. And there is this fallacy that a lot of us kind of have on the subconscious level that if you can find satisfaction or contentment or success, we kind of equate that with stagnation. Like if I'm content in circumstances that I don't like, so thinking back to when I first did my challenge, a big part of me was like, okay, if I get content at a job I don't like in an apartment I don't like, now I'm going to be stuck there for forever because we have this idea that dissatisfaction is the only motivator for change or the only instigator or catalyst when yes, it can be 100%, but it isn't the only one. We're naturally built to want to expand everything in nature. It's normal state of being is growth. We're no different. You really, you'll end up finding that your growth accelerates when it's coming from the place of expansion and excitement of yes. Okay. I've achieved success. I feel success. That isn't the cap that we think it's going to be in our business. Now you just get to explore from an already satisfied place of where do I want to take my business next? Where feels most exciting, most innovative, most loving. You can really let the other aspects of your personality shine within your business. How do you want to start giving back? If you're chasing success and satisfaction, just for those monetary things that kind of always stay one step ahead, it gets really hard to expand in those other places because they feel less important than, oh no, I need to get that first. I need to get that security first. And a lot of that kind of, I could go on a whole other tangent about security. We won't go that way, but (laughs) Once you experiment with, if I can feel satisfied and content now, and you let the universe get a little bit of time to build momentum and start matching that vibration, you'll see your business take off in ways that you would never expect. Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. Okay. So when you start working with a new client, they're obviously going to have different mindset blocks or issues that they're having to work through. What is one action that someone can take today to start helping themselves tackle those issues? So I have the one piece of advice, which I'm sure you've heard me say a thousand times before. I'm sure. (laughs) That I give everybody. Because like you said, yes, my one-to-one clients, I call my coaching bespoke because I don't have a set program that I take clients through. It's very based on what they're coming to me with, me feeling into their energy and intuitively helping guide them. But the one piece of advice that every single person's guides have always brought through is prioritize play, prioritizing play, especially for women. Part of reconnecting to our divine feminine energy is the receiving energy. So much of wanting to bring more money in is being in the divine feminine of actually receiving more from the universe. And one of the best ways to get into that divine feminine energy is the play energy. So the divine feminine has three aspects. There's the maiden, the mother, and the matriarch. Most of us are comfortable in the mother and the matriarch energy. That's kind of where we all tend to live. Primarily the mother energy, really. Women all over were just built to kind of be the providers and the protectors of those around us. And that's not bad. It's wonderful. But 
the energy we're really needing is the maiden energy, which is about play and pleasure. And most of us in our younger years, especially women, we're almost socialized out of that play and pleasure. It doesn't serve a quote unquote purpose. So we start to get socialized to put more emphasis on the mother energy, how we can contribute and take care of others. We forget how to just play for the fun of it. And that is one of the biggest shifts I've seen for people is remembering how to play just because it feels good, just because it's fun. And the more play you can bring into your life, you'll start to notice your life starts to feel better because really what feels better than play, but it's a skill we almost have to relearn because when you're younger, we get taught out of play. So what are some examples of play that you've seen your clients use yourself use that, especially for those of us, like playing is very foreign to me. So, which, you know, like I, you know, riding horses, reading my books, like that's as bad as playful as I get. (laughs) Which are both beautiful and wonderful things. The first thing I would say is take some time to really think back of what did I do when I was young before I stopped playing? And a lot of Times we'll think like, oh, I guess tea parties. It's like, okay, yes, sure. Kids play, pretend. But there were other activities like going, like exploring in the in nature, going on hikes, going on walks, swimming, just in bodies of water, just play. But one of the hardest aspects of doing play is detaching the purpose from it. As my son is telling me to dance right now. I know, buddy, but I can't dance right this minute. I'll come dance when I'm done. Speaking of, dance is a fantastic one. Dancing with abandon, just putting your favorite music on and actually letting yourself dance without (laughs) self-judgment. For me, painting has been a really big way for me to reconnect with my playfulness and creativity of It's not about the end product. It's not about if it looks good. It's about just the process of doing something that feels good to do. Sometimes my pieces turn out and I'm like, I actually really like that. Other times I'm like, that is a hot bag of garbage, but it felt really good to paint it. I've had clients who got back into roller skating because they used to do it when they were a kid. And they're like, actually, I loved to do that. I just, I stopped because I wasn't the best. A great book to start to read that relates to this topic topic would be um, big magic. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're listening and you're like, this feels so foreign, like I'm going to need a whole dissertation to understand what I'm supposed to do. Big magic, I'd say was a good place to start. Awesome. Very good. Well, I am super excited. I'm so grateful that you came on today. And if you guys walk away with anything today. It's that regardless of your circumstances, it's truly comes down to your mindset in being able to change them and finding a way to be grateful or joyful in the circumstances that you're experiencing now so that you can, like you said, match the universe will begin to match that vibration and, and start returning that joy and, and gratitude to you. So I always wrap up with three quick questions. The first, so what is your favorite business tool? My favorite tool is definitely Voxer, the voice messaging app. That's what I use with all my one-to-one clients. And like for anyone that needs a lot of communication, but isn't always available to like hop on a call right then, Voxer, hands down my favorite. 
Yeah. Mine too. I love, I live on Voxer. I wish my husband would get Voxer. Um, okay. <laughs> it did not, it did not stick. Dang it. Dang it. Okay. And what is your favorite quote? Ooh, I have a lot of quotes that I really love, but I think my favorite goes back to, this is like a decade ago, what sparked all of my mindset journey. I saw on Pinterest, a negative mind will never give you a positive life. Oh, I love that. That's what started it all. I was like, oh, oh. That's awesome. Okay. And then my very favorite question, and granted, I've come to Clearwater to hang out with you and we went to an incredible Greek restaurant, but we're going somewhere new. I'm coming to the coming back down to Tampa. You and I are going to go grab drinks. Where are we going and what will we be having? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. There's so many good places. Okay. I think I would take you to the St. Petersburg Pier. I don't even know the exact name of the restaurant, but at the very end of the pier, which goes out into Tampa Bay, at the top of this building, there's three restaurants. The top one is a tiki bar that has like a 360 view of the bay and fantastic cocktails. That is 100% my place. We're definitely gonna have to go there the next time I come to town, which will hopefully be sometime next year. Well, Billy, thank you so much for coming on today. I am so excited for our audience to hear all that you had to say. Where can our audience come hang out with you? So best places to find me are either in my Facebook group called the Sciency Spiritualists or on my Instagram, Sciency Spiritualist. Awesome. We will get those links in our show notes and we will see you guys next week. Thank you again so much. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week. Oh,